Oh, I'm like weirdly nervous for some reason. This is the first time I've ever done this. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm going to do a John impre impression right now. From the Dynasty Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network, that's James the Brain. I'm Travis the Beard, and this is Super Flexible. How'd I do, John? Nice. I mean, James. <laughs> <laughs> you James. nailed it, man. You nailed it. I nailed, I nailed my it. John impression. Absolutely. All right. Sounded just like him. <laughs> Me and James here today, we are missing our buddy, our, uh, our fearless leader, John Hogue. He's out for the week. Um, so it's just me and James holding down the fort here. We are on part two, part three of the wide receivers today, James. And last week you weren't here. You missed two shows. I did. Um, when I missed some shows, I came back and I had some issues that I needed to address with some of your guys's hot takes. Um, well, normal takes that I thought were incorrect uh <laughs> what do you got you got anything to come at me with today for the shows that you missed i i have one issue that i want to bring up and hey that's not bad it, it's not yeah yeah no it really isn't because i was nodding in agreement uh, with a lot a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of what you guys had to say but but the one big one was tyree kill and um you and john oh. both both kind of kind of uh man you guys you guys missed the boat with tyree kill I'm going to tell you right now, Tyreek Hill has had two years in a row where he has killed it. He is a young, up-and-coming fantasy receiver. Pat Mahomes, one of the things he does best is throw the deep ball. Tyreek Hill, one of the things he does best is catch the deep ball. This is a match made in heaven. It's going to be even... Tyreek Hill is going to be even better than he was. Great thing about Tyreek Hill, he is awesome at yards after the catch. He gets the ball he in space, and he, he takes it the distance a lot of times. But he also has that deep speed, so he's not, you know, I, he can do a little bit of everything. He's not just a, a one-trick pony like a Deshaun Jackson that we compared him to. Um, so I, I think the world of Tyree Kill, he's really high in my rankings. Matter of fact, I have him as a top five wide receiver in my rankings, which we'll get into in a later show with our rankings here. But I really am head over heels for Tyree Kill. I, I think, uh, I think you guys missed the boat a little bit with him. That, that was my only. My only uh, grievance, though, with what you guys uh, what you guys had on there, I think you guys did a good job. Well, thank you for that. But uh, <laughs> top five's pretty pretty intense, man. Um, I think let me scroll down here and see if I can find him. Uh... Scroll down. <laughs> let me scroll see. down. Oh man. Six, seven, eight, nine. This is good radio. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 13, 13, 14? 16, wide receiver 16. Oh my God, you absolutely hear, nuts. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> uh, I love me hearing so you. So you, I didn't know you were going to come at me with Tyreek Hill and have all these stats. Uh, I don't have anything to defend myself other than what I said last week. But I will say, and I said this on Twitter when the Alex Smith trade actually officially happened, that I, that, that eases some of my doubts with him a little bit. So... With Mahomes absolutely being mm -hmm. the guy going to next year, I'm a little, little tiny, itsy bitsy bit higher on Tyreek Hill than I was before. I mean, he's he's good, he's fun. I just don't, I don't know. We'll see. 
You know what I think it is with Tyreek Hill? Maybe maybe this is just me, all right? But he's an I, a-hole. I t- <laughs> no, well, there's that. But no, I, I tend to I tend to like I I tend to like those prototypical wide receiver ones, those big, strong, go up and get it type of receivers. The guys with size, the guys who have that route running ability, that those guys, those guys who I think they're big enough to go over the middle and they can also beat you deep and they can grab the jump balls in the red zone. Tyreek Hill does not fit that. He kind of, I mean, he's smaller. He doesn't fit that mold. Um, and so for me, sometimes I look at that frame and I let it delude you know what what I what I see on paper with the statistics with what he's done with what he's capable of doing maybe that's just me a lot of times I kind of get into that bias so for me it takes a little bit for a receiver with that type of build with that type of skill set to really move up in my rankings but the fact that I've seen Tyree kill two years in a row now really put together two solid seasons with Alex Smith um you know, and I, I think you already addressed the Pat Mahomes thing. Now, you know, with Pat Mahomes, I, I feel even more confident that, that he can do that. So, yeah, I, I have him I have him top five. But, uh, but man, we have a little discrepancy there in the rankings. So we'll have to see kind of how that shakes out here. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to, the in the future, doing a ranking show with you and John and seeing kind of where we stand. But uh, that's neither here nor there, man. we got some receivers to rank here. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick that basically – I've got him at 31 overall, and that means I'm probably not going to get him anywhere. And and mm-hmm. that and I'm okay with that. So we all have those guys that we you know we're just not going to end up with them. And I'm okay. I'm okay missing out on him. Mm-hmm. If if he ends up, I don't think he's going to end up being a top five guy. But anyways, let's move on. <laughs> that just means I'm not going to have him, and that's okay. And you will have a ton of him. And Let's that's go. okay. Yeah, that's okay too. So we ended <laughs> last show with Demarius Thomas uh, at wide receiver 16. Today we're going to start with wide receiver 17, Mike Evans. Uh, what do you got on Mike Evans, James? Yeah, you know, Mike Evans is – when I look at Mike Evans and you look at the year he had, you know, he finished as wide receiver 17 in the PPR. Uh, I think, you know, if you owned Mike Evans, you're probably disappointed in that. Um, the guy came off of having a tremendous fantasy season the year before, and this is kind of what you got. So you you probably were hoping for more. Uh, Mike Evans has flashed. I mean, he's shown how good he can be. He's another guy. He's got that prototypical size. He can go up and get the ball. Um, you've seen him perform at a high level and put up elite fantasy points before. You know he's capable of it. But the problem is, is Mike Evans has also shown that he can – he can have some mind lapses. He can drop a lot of passes. Um, he, he can be inconsistent. And I, it's just starting to get to the point where you don't know what you're going to get year to year from Mike Evans. I think a lot of it has to do with the offense and Jameis Winston. Um, he didn't really progress. There's a lot of chatter that he was he was playing through injury most of the year. And I'm sure he was, but a, a lot of quarterbacks do. Um, so I, I don't really, he's really hard for me to rank um, because I see the potential there for him to be a top, top 10, top five receiver um, going forward. But I also see the inconsistency and that scares me off of him a little bit. Uh, so I, I have a tough time kind of putting a, you know, trying to, trying to pigeonhole where Mike Evans is and what to think of him moving forward. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on him. Yeah, I thought I was down on him, um, but we all just did a, a rankings update, and I I couldn't move him below wide receiver four. 
and I think that means I'm not very mm. down on it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Winston. Um, you know, obviously, you know, if everybody's just looking at the year he just had, everybody's worried about him. But, you know, he was he was injured, and I, I think he was hampered by that injury for a large part of the year. And, you know, everybody has down years. I mean, we there were people saying the exact same things about Hopkins 12 months ago and look what happened there. You know what I mean? I don't know. And even we'll we'll hit on Amari Cooper maybe next show, but yeah, I mean, these guys have down years, especially at the wide receiver position, you know, I mean, John would hate me saying that running backs obviously have down years too. Um, a lot of injuries and whatever. So my point is, every player is going to have down years. Larry Fitzgerald had two or three years outside of wide receiver thirty, but you would never say that he was that he wasn't one of the best fantasy wide receivers that you could own for that for the last decade, fourteen years. You know, so I just I think that I'm I'm holding tight on Evans, and I think that this conversation won't really be. Uh, you know, very valid come next year. So I, I think he's going to bounce back. Um, so on that note, I guess he's a buy low if people are valuing him lower than, uh, you know, wide receiver 10 or, you know, I don't know what, let me see. I got it actually right here. His ADP is 16th overall. So I guess that's not a huge discount, but considering he was going number two overall 12 months ago, I mean, now you can get him at the beginning of the second round. I'd be, I'd be all about that. Which is crazy for me to say, because I, I, going into my rankings update, I thought I was down on Mike Evans, but I just couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah, and I think um, that speaks to the receiver position as a whole a little bit, don't you, Travis? I mean, um, totally. It just yeah. kind of seemed like it was a volatile position this year, and so it's hard to kind of make heads or tails of any of this. But yeah, I, I, I felt that too when, when I did my rankings. Uh, as you stated, we did an up, uh, a rankings update recently, and I felt that a little bit too. Like it was really difficult for me to rank these receivers because, you know, um, it's it was just this year was so volatile that you know you don't really know what to make of it. Is it going to be a trend moving forward, or are some of these things just kind of outliers? So, uh, be interesting to keep an eye on those things and see what you can get for a value. Yeah, totally. And and we got to keep in mind that the the most recent season is not and should not be what we evaluate these players on. I mean, it's obviously a factor, but Mike Evans is 24 years old. He's got a quarterback in his third, fourth year. Like, these guys are, I don't know, you know, like, there's still so much upside there. I couldn't move him much farther down. Um, This next guy, though, wide receiver 18, I think is going to be a a much shorter conversation. Uh, Robbie Anderson, he's 24 years old had kind of a continued his his breakout season um but you know we just recently another off the field issue another um you know law, law enforcement run-in and that team is obviously changing and and lots of moving pieces what what kind of faith do you have in Robbie Anderson where should we be valuing him his ADP right now uh, for Dynasty Football Factory, February ADP is 84th overall. Yeah, I uh, I kind of think um, 
I kind of think that the offseason issue here, Robbie Anderson probably played himself out of a position in the NFL. I mean, it, it is what it is when you have an off-the-field issue, when you have, what was it, it was like 11 charges against him. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, this this was this was the worst of the worst, man. I mean, this was this was bad. Um, that I, I don't see any way the Jets can bring this guy back. And if they do, he's he's probably suspended for a year. I, I I don't even know. I mean, with the suspension policy, I don't know how how much they can get away with suspending him. But considering these are uh, you know eleven different charges, I gotta think that they could probably. I mean, the NFL can probably look at it as, you know, I mean, this isn't one instance. This could be multiple instances it could count as. So I I, I got to think that no team is going to take a chance on bringing Robbie Anderson in until there's more clarity on the situation. I think he's, he's not back with the Jets, and I don't think he has any value until you kind of see what happens moving forward with all this. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not interested in owning him if I have him. Um, I would take anything for him I could get, and if I couldn't get anything, I, I he'd probably be at the end of my roster. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's kind of where we're at with them. Uh, I don't yeah. know that I'm that far off of the the ship as you are. I think that if I could get him for, I mean, his value is so crazy right now. I think you could get Robbie Anderson for a late third, early fourth. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm if but, I'm. I mean, only, I might. If, I might. If I own Robbie Anderson. I'm giving it guy. up. Yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, I mean, see, I, if I, I could get him for a fourth, if I could get him for a fourth, I mean, not not very often can you get a receiver that just put up the numbers that he did for a fourth round rookie pick, and I know that obviously the it's an insane risk, it's super high risk bet, and it might fail, and you might drop him. <laughs> you know, he might be one of those guys you drop for your third round rookie pick that you end up drafting. So there's definitely a risk, but how much risk is there with a fourth round value? I mean, if you're just giving up a fourth, those those guys, I mean, I'd rather bet on him not getting suspended for very long and coming back and having a role than whoever the hell I end up drafting in the fourth round of a rookie draft. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand that thought process. I guess for me, I just, I don't, uh, I, 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 I mean. You're a low-risk kind of guy. Well, yeah, a little <laughs> bit, but, you know, there, there's also that, that, that thing in the back of my mind. I mean, I, I've... We've gone over, you know, my, my issues with Zeke. Well, what do you think my issues are going to be with a guy like Robbie Anderson, who doesn't have <laughs> half the value Zeke does, but has 11 off-the-field issues now? You like, know, you could, uh, argue, 11 you could charges. make an argument. Uh, yeah, you could make an argument, though, that the NFL might not come down on him as hard because he's a much lower-profile player. And that's just the way the, the, the crooked NFL works. But no. It's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I guess I I'm not. I don't want to come off as I'm hyping this dude because I'm not. But if it's a fourth round value, right. I'd I'd make that bet. But there's, I mean, I would only make that bet knowing there's a fifty fifty chance that he's out of the NFL before next season. You know. Yeah, and I can understand that. Like you said, it's so low risk that you know, uh, just banking on a guy. You know, even if. He's suspended for a year and comes back. You know, like you know, what do you what did what did you risk a fourth round pick? Those those are misses more than their hits by by far. So right, right. I understand I understand the thought process there. Um, let's move on to Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was number nineteen uh, in PPR finishes. Um, Stephon Diggs, twenty four years old, um, definitely. Uh, 
you know, I, it's really interesting evaluating anybody in Minnesota moving forward. I mean, Stephon Diggs had a good season. Obviously, Adam Thielen was the, you know, finished as the the number one scoring wide receiver in Minnesota. Uh, but Stephon Diggs wasn't far behind. Um, and previous years, Stephon Diggs has been the guy. It's just really difficult to to rank these Minnesota receivers for me. A who knows who the offensive coordinator is? That hasn't been established yet. Who knows who the quarterback is? That hasn't been established yet. There is so much uncertainty going on with Minnesota. It's kind of difficult to evaluate Diggs's, uh, you know, immediate value. Um, long-term value, though, I mean, the guy's 24 years old. He's put up some really good numbers. Um, I, I think that his 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 future moving forward uh, looks pretty good, at least long-term-wise. Um, you know, regardless. So um, I do think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of offensive coordinator they bring in there. Um, Pat Shermer leaving is is huge, and uh, and we'll we'll kind of see. I mean, to me, uh, I think part of what made Thielen so good was that he took over the slot position from Stephon Diggs, who had it the previous year, and that slot position produced a lot of of big games for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, with a different offensive system, I don't know what that's going to do. Uh, maybe Stefan Diggs gains a lot more value here, um, you know, depending on the offensive system that's run and kind of how they how they do things. If they try to get the ball outside the hashes a little bit more, um, I could see Stefan Diggs having a uh, an even better year. Um, so I, I, while I think it's difficult to rank Stefan Diggs, you know, like I said, with his short term value, long term wise, I I I like Stefan Diggs and I'd probably be holding him. Um, for the for the most part, uh, what do you think, Travis? Yeah, this is my boy, dude. Uh, he so just for some reference here, he's right now going as the twenty fifth player off the board. Um, and, and let's I should mention this ADP mm-hmm. is not Superflex ADP. Um, I don't we don't have Superflex ADP anywhere yet, unfortunately, for Dynasty. So, I mean, you kind of knock down everybody a little bit. Like, let's say at, at the 25 overall spot, you probably got four, five, six, seven quarterbacks off the board already. Um, so he could be pushed down even to, you know, that 30 overall, that, you know, mid-third r- round, um, which I'm all mm-hmm. about that. I think this guy, I'm totally bought into Stephon Diggs. He's 24 years old, like you said. Um, this year, I think people forget he he started off the year insane. He had two wide receiver number one overall finishes in the first three weeks, and then he got hurt. Wow! Which you know could could be an argument against him. He's gotten hurt. He's got he's got a pretty lengthy injury history. Um, but I think he was hampered for most of the year. He had those two. You know the first. I guess the the really hot start to the year, and then he had zero finishes the rest of the year inside the top 12. He had three inside the top 24. He had eight games outside the top 25. So he was not very fun to start. He was not very usable for the large majority of those season or for the the large majority of the season, but he did miss two whole games with injury and he came back from that injury and his, his production significantly fell off. So I think it's a buy low opportunity on this guy. I don't even think, um, people are really valuing him as a top 12 receiver. Um, finished wide receiver 19. I've got him right now at wide receiver 13 above Tyreek Hill. <clears throat> but, yeah. <laughs> and um, overall, I've got him at 25. So at that that 25 overall ADP 
probably in the 30 range for Superflex ADP, I'd, I'd be all about Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're both kind of kind of buying Stefan Diggs at least. Cool, yeah, he's so good. But I will say, one of my questions was, you think his uh, uh, Minneapolis miracle will uh, kind of inflate his value? You know, I I think I, 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 if they would have made the Super Bowl, you would be you would have saw that play for another two weeks. Yep, you would have heard about yep. that play if they won it forever. I mean, it would have lived in infamy. The fact that they lost to Philly, I think, takes away some of that. So no, I don't I don't know that that really does. And I think the further we get away from that game happening, um, the the lower that's the the less that's going to play. But but yeah, I think initially it did. I think initially, I mean, if you had a Vikings fan in your league and you had Stephon Diggs on Monday, that Monday, the day after the game, I'm offering Stephon Diggs and I'm asking a ton for it and and hoping that fandom wins out and I get it. So um, I don't think it, it, it yeah, plays had, much of a role moving forward, though. Yeah, you had a, the ultimate seven-day sell window on, on Stephon Diggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, no doubt, right? All right, so wide receiver 20, Alshon Jeffrey, who I've always kind of – man, this guy seems like he's always in this weird, gray, nebulous area for me. I don't know – I don't know what to do with this guy. I think I'm I'm actually starting to buy in a little bit. Uh, the I don't want to give too much to the playoff run here, too much credit to the playoff run, but he was he he played very well. Um, obviously, had some big plays in the Super Bowl, but even before that, I was kind of rising a little bit. I've I've been down on him in the past, largely because of just the nonstop soft tissue injuries that he's been suffering for what seems like his whole career, and the fact that mm-hmm. the Eagles weren't really using him. I mean, weren't using him as that dominant target hog wide receiver one, right? He kind of felt like just another piece of the offense for a majority of the year, um, and not just not the guy that's demanding those targets as a wide receiver one in an offense should. Uh, but you know that did kind of change. I think towards the tail end of the year, he's locked up with Wentz, obviously for years to come. He's twenty eight. Um, so he's still right in his prime. I don't think you really got to worry about selling him quite yet just based on age. And another interesting thing I want to get your thoughts on are, um, or is the, the ADP. Right now, Alshon uh, in Dynasty Startups is going 24 overall, one spot above Stephon Diggs. So those two guys are neck and neck in ADP right now. Um, I don't even know. I think I've got him significantly low. I've got Alshon at wide receiver 20 right now. Yeah, I, I don't know where I have him in my rankings, but I can tell you I would, I'd be jumping all over Stephon Diggs before Alshon Jeffrey. And, uh, look, Alshon, you know, we, we get kind of the benefit of doing this and recording this podcast a day after the Super Bowl, right? And so Alshon Jeffrey really, I mean, made his presence felt early in that game and I think kind of changed the way the Patriots had to defend them. So, you know, you see that and you go, man, this is a difference-making wide receiver. But I, I kind of with you. I mean, there's there's some gray area there where, I mean, there are some games where he disappears and you're just like, man, what, you know, is this guy a wide receiver one or not? And then you look at the Eagles as a team and you look at the way they attack and and they have a three-headed running back, at least. I mean, you could probably say they have more when they're healthy. And they have a guy like Sproles and Corey Clement who can catch the ball out of the backfield really well. Zach Ertz is probably their number one target. 
And Nelson Aguilar really came on. So, I mean, they spread the ball around a lot. Um, while I, I, you know, Elshon, he always seems to put up decent numbers. I have a hard time because I just don't think he has the ceiling as a lot, of, you know, that, that a lot of these guys have. So I think he's a safe receiver. His floor is probably pretty pretty high, and his ceiling is probably pretty low. Um, but I, I, to me, I mean, he's 28. Um, he's starting to get to the point where you start to look at the age and go, oh, I don't know about his value long term in a dynasty. Whereas a guy like Stephon Diggs is 24 um, and I think has a much higher ceiling. So with Alshon Jeffrey, I'm not valuing him where his ADP is at least. So I guess I would probably be selling. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I would probably see him as more of an early third or mid third round pick as opposed to an early second. So I guess if people are valuing him there, I'm probably probably selling him to be honest. Yeah, I totally agree. If that's the value you can get, I've got him at, uh, in just in overall rankings, as 37. So, I mean, first pick of the mm-hmm. of the fourth round. Um, right? Yeah, my math's right on that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think you're getting him there, obviously, according to this ADP, he's going at the, the first pick of the third round. So, at, at ADP yeah. doesn't always, obviously, translate directly to trade value, almost never really um, but it's not a bad place to start or get an idea of evaluation on a player and if that's if that's the value he's pulling right now even though I'm rising on him a little bit I don't know that I'd pay that but I totally I couldn't agree more about his floor he's he seems like a super safe guy for probably three four years maybe not four I don't know <laughs> I'd feel comfortable mm-hmm. betting on him as you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three on my team for three more years, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to buy him at. I'm not going to buy him at Stephon Diggs value. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm there with you. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on. The the next receiver that we got to talk about is Devin Funches. He finished 21st in uh, PPR finish, and uh, Devin Funches is interesting. He's he's uh, 20. He's going to be just under 24. Um, he's 23 years and seven months, so uh, about 24 years old. And uh, he's one of those guys that's really interesting too. I mean, he's a big guy, physical on the outside. He finished as receiver 21, so I mean, a low end wide receiver too. Um, he's the number one option in Carolina as far as the receivers go. But what's really interesting in Carolina, you look at Christian McCaffrey and you kind of see, okay, this is a guy who's going to take a lot of targets. You look at Greg Olson when he's healthy and you go, okay, this is going to be a guy. So you see where Carolina is going to work the middle of the field. I guess my thing is, is how often are they going to go outside that hash? And when they do, you know, is it's, it's pretty much got to be Devin Funches. They don't have anyone else. So, um, I don't know. You know, Devin Funches is a tough guy for me to rank. Um, I don't know that he's as talented as some of the guys that I would I would rank him over, but I think opportunity is going to be there for him. Um, Cam does run a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of targets going to some other places, but if you're going to throw the ball outside the hashes, it's pretty much got to be him. I mean, I don't, I don't see anybody else on that roster that, you know, that you can really rely on uh, very often. I mean, Russell Shepard is their wide receiver too right now, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, I, I, I got to think that Funches is going to see a little bit of, uh, of volume. And so while I'm not buying into his long-term uh, talent, I will say that in the short term, he has some value because I just, I, I don't see anybody else there outside the hashes that can, that can do what he can do. Um, so I guess I'm, 
at wide receiver 21, I'm probably, if I'm picking up Devin Funches, I'm probably looking at him as a high-end wide receiver three for me, just based on volume, um, because I'm not not buying his talent as a whole. So I'm kind of interested to see what you think, Travis. Yeah, I think I definitely agree. I just don't, I don't think he's that good. And that's my issue <laughs> with him, right? He's not. Yeah, yeah, he's, I agree. He's, he's a big dude. He he can go up and get it. He can high point the ball. He can win those contested catches. But he does. He's not an elite route runner. He's not. He doesn't have elite speed. Like, I mean, he's just he's 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 a contested catch guy, right? Like that's what he is. And if they continue to use him that way, great. That's going to mean fantasy points for me. Um, the only the the crazy part is he's not even twenty four yet. Um. So he could, I mean, it, there is a world in which he is a valuable dynasty asset for eight, nine more years, which is crazy to think about uh, you know, when you're thinking about selling now, right? But I think I am still selling if I can. And the problem with that, though, is I don't know that uh, that everybody's really bought in yet. Um, his ADP is 64th overall which is, what, sixth round, wow. mid-sixth round of a Dynasty startup, which I think I'm okay with, with that value if in a startup. Uh, no, I lied. I wouldn't take him in the sixth round. I would not do that. No? I don't I, think so. I th- man. I don't know, I, man. Yeah, That's rough. I, I mean, he's going around, uh, let's see, Carlos Hyde, Jamison Crowder, Doug Baldwin, Nelson Aguilar. He would probably yeah, be last maybe, on that list for me. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe towards the end of the sixth or early seventh. Yeah, I'd probably start looking at him. But yeah, it's it's close. Yeah, and I mean they could be they could be bringing someone else in, but the the problem is he is still so damn young. It's hard to just be totally off of this guy after he finally has you know third year in showed something for us. You know. So it's it's difficult. Yeah. I've got him um, all the way down at wide receiver thirty-two, um, which I don't think I'm I don't think I'm getting wide receiver thirty-two in in the sixth round. What do you What do you think? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, probably not. No, right? probably so, not. No, no. Yeah, and another issue is that we've got you know um, a listener who's been trying to sell. He's been trying to sell Devin Funchess for weeks. It seems like, and nobody's paying the value that that you'd think he should be pulling so there might not be a market for him obviously every league is different but he's kind of just i think i think you just hold him honestly i think he's going to be productive enough next year at least where he might even ease some of the the people that aren't buying him he might ease some of those reservations and might gain some more value even if he finishes as um wide receiver 21 again right like a low-end wide receiver two i think that if he does Mm -hmm. it two years in a row he's going to gain dynasty value and then you might have a better sell window 12 months from now yeah all right real quick this episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu an official sponsor of the super flexible podcast are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line, gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes. 
with their simple to use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. It's free. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, Superflex, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. All right, so let's move on from Funches. We got wide receiver 22 in 2017 was Nelson Aguilar, uh, whose running mate, Alshon Jeffrey finished two spots above him. So Aguilar, wide receiver, 22 last year. He's actually uh, being drafted ahead of Devin Funchess. I think rightly so. He's got an ADP of 58 overall, uh, 24 years old. This guy is one of the craziest stories I think we might have seen in a while. He was basically, he was completely written off and cast aside. This guy was on waiver wires, dynasty waiver wires. You could find Nelson Aguilar this offseason. Um, and he he's he's here. He's arrived. Um, obviously, huge game, huge-ish game in, in the Super Bowl, the playoffs. He's looking good. He's looking like a solid NFL contributor. He's looking like a dynasty wide receiver, too, fantasy wide receiver, too. I, re- I really like him. I think I really like him. <laughs> so I'll throw that out there. Um I think I think he's still kind of not valued very highly, um, and I I will say that I don't think his ceiling is all that high. I think he's going to be a, a one of those perennial you know fantasy wide receiver two three kind of guys, but he's going to be a solid weekly starter for you. I think in PPR, um, he is also going to be locked up with Wentz. I think at least one or two more years. Um, so, what do you think about Aguilar? Are you are you buying into this resurgence or what? Yeah, I, I think I am. I I, I have a, a, a few a few issues moving forward with Aguilar. First off, I, I want to say I man, it it was he really had a good year this past year, and it was good to see because he he struggled, you know. And I think part of it is you have to give kudos to this Philadelphia coaching staff. They seem to get the best out of everyone. I mean, look, Carson Wentz goes down, Nick Foles comes in, and Nick Foles wins a Super Bowl. Nelson Aguilar did nothing for a while, and all of a sudden, Nelson Aguilar looked great. Zach Ertz had his best season um, by far uh, as an Eagle. Alshon Jeffrey even looked I mean, It just seemed like they got the best out of out of every player uh, on the field. So I, I do like that. I like Aguilar. I really feel like, um, you know, the more I watch him, the more I like him. His, he, you know, he can make the tough catches. He's uh, He can do everything, you know. He can, he can go deep every once in a while. He's good over the middle. Um, he's good against the zone, so so I do I, I like a lot of his things. That being said, um, you know with with his game, the thing that bothers me is again the same thing that kind of bothers me with Elshon is man that ball gets spread around a lot. You've got good pass catching backs. You have Zach Ertz who's going to demand his targets. Elshon Jeffrey's going to get his. So I I just worry that Aguilar is going to find himself in a few games where he just doesn't see a lot of action, and I guess that's my concern is that. I could see this. I could see there being a little bit of inconsistency with Aguilar moving forward, um, and that's that's my issue with it. So, would I be taking him over Funches? Yeah, I think I would, um, but I don't think I'd go overboard with him just yet. I want to see one more year. So, uh, for me, I I, I think it's going to be interesting this this upcoming season to see how he's used. But yeah, I think I'm on board with Aguilar for the most part. I just I have some concerns, and I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go overboard with him. I think he's probably um where his adp is is probably right around where i'd take him right on 
Um, you know me, man. I'm, I'm all about the underdog story. And <laughs> so that yeah. makes me want to root for this dude, right? And and he could single-handedly uh, debunk the USC wide receiver thing, right? So it looks like mm-hmm. looks like he's making his way there. I will say the only thing to add to what you said as far as comparing him and, and the same doubts you have about Alshon or the same worries or concerns are the expectations for Aguilar are still significantly lower. So it's... They're, mm-hmm. they're going to spread the ball around, but for Aguilar, I think that's okay, right? Like, Jeffrey's got this built-in, like, wide receiver one. He's going to be this wide receiver one or high-end wide receiver two guy, and then it's super disappointing when they spread the ball around and he doesn't demand those targets. But Aguilar just kind of seems like one of those kind of middle in-between guys where it's like, yeah, he's this, he's the wide receiver two on his team, and that's all right, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I agree with with, uh, with what you said for the most part there with him. So let's go from one ex-USC wide receiver to another. We got Juju Smith-Schuster who finished 23 in PPR rankings. Dude is 21 years old. Insane. I can't, I, I can't, I can't gush enough about what Juju Smith-Schuster did this past year and, and how high I am on him in the future. Dude, this guy is going to be a star. I mean, yeah. Everybody on the team seems to love this guy, which means Antonio Brown's going to work with him. He's going to be willing to teach him a few things, and it already looks like, I mean, this this guy's well on his way to becoming a star in the league. Um, Just the fact that he's opposite Antonio Brown and he's not going to see – he's never going to see a cornerback one on him. You know, I mean, he's always going to be the second receiver there. So – until Antonio Brown, I guess, retires. But I don't think that's happening anytime soon. So just knowing what Juju Schuster can do in that in that offense, um, he's, he's I mean, he's number two in targets on that team. So I definitely feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying Juju Smith-Schuster um, big time. Uh, you know, he finished 23 this year and just think what he can do moving forward. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buying him. I, I couldn't be higher on the guy. Um, I think I have him ranked pretty highly too in in the rankings that i just did here um let me take a look right quick because i i i remember having him ranked i think i have him ranked as well and i don't know i i guess i don't know how high this is but i am ranked as wide receiver 18 <laughs> and the guy finished at 23 so i i was i was pretty uh i don't know i think that's I guess pretty high I, I feel like that's pretty high i think yeah. so so uh yeah i think john's got so what him. You, john's what got your... him at wide receiver three i think uh, I've got him. I've <laughs> yeah, got him at twenty-two. Probably. Wide receiver twenty-two. So I mean, we're all. I think we're all pretty okay. high on him. That's a, that's high for a, a second-year wide receiver who is the number two on his team. I think um, you can't much go. You can't go much higher with this guy. I don't. You know. I mean, I, I I agree. I mean, the upside is just insane. He is so young. I mean, you can literally get a guy who will be starting for you on your dynasty team for 12 years. Like, I mean, your league's going to fold before this dude. It's insane. On, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> and maybe not, obviously who knows every year could be the end of anybody's career in the NFL, but it's crazy to think about the upside and, and, and how young this guy is. Um, I, I want to throw a little bit of caution here in that, the situation is still a little bit up in the air for me. I don't know. Ben just came out. Big Ben just came out and said he wants to play four more years. I don't believe anything that dude says, whether he wants to stay or wants to go. Who knows? 
Um, all we know is he's got a pretty old quarterback who's inconsistent a lot of the time. Um, but I, I think there's a there's a chance that he's never going to be a top 10 guy. And so his, you know, I think we should temper our expectations a little bit, but I am totally bought in uh, as far as him being an absolute, you know, solid dynasty asset. And definitely I would be okay. And I mean, where you got this guy, you know, a lot of people, he's your wide receiver three or four. And that's, I mean, that's beautiful, beautiful magic, right? Like (laughs) if you can have this guy as your wide receiver four, you're, you're cooking with grease, you know? I just used a phrase that um, old cowboys use uh, in Western movies. Yeah, yeah, good good for you, man. Good <laughs> for you on that. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, I think, I think I agree with you for the most part. Just just want to go on record. I think, uh, I think you're right. I, I have... I have that thought too that uh, that Juju may never be a top ten receiver, but um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm super high on his talent, so I'm I'm just hoping that the situation works out decent for him moving forward. Cool, yeah, and he's so fun. Obviously, I mean that makes everybody wants to root yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go. This guy, oh man, <laughs> we're on to Des Bryant, James. This is gonna be. Uh, this guy makes me so sad. Wide receiver 24, Des Bryant uh, from 2017. He's 29. He may or may not be on the Cowboys. Um, His contract is pretty crazy. We'll see if they pay him that. Um, He says he's not going to want to restructure. So let me kind of see what your thoughts are as far as, you know, has has his talent faded first? Second... Is a change in scenery likely, do you think? And also, is that a good or a bad thing? Should he end up on a different team? Um, And then how much are you... I guess, what's your value on him now? Are you buying or selling or holding? Um, Let's let's give the listeners some insight to Des Bryant because I think he's one of the most asked about players right now and people really don't know what to do with this guy yeah and it's interesting because i kind of had the same feeling I, I didn't really know what to do with des and so i went to two guys that um i hold in high regard two cowboy fans and two guys who uh even though they're cowboy fans they are not homers they look at things pretty uh with through a pretty clear lens, and that is John Sheps, um, one of our DFF guys. If you don't know him, go go follow him. Um, and Jason Waldner. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, you know, talk talk to uh, talk to John Sheps and talk to uh, Jason Waldner, and both those guys um, really knowledgeable on the Cowboys, uh, both from different different kind of aspects too. Um, so it was really interesting. But both of them said something that I found very interesting. My thought with Des was. Man, this guy just can't get open anymore. He just doesn't. He he doesn't have the speed. Um, he's lost a step, and he, he you know speed was never his game anyways. And he's just not getting open. Well, uh, after after talking to them, I watched a little bit of film, and they were right on. Basically, what they.
they said is Dez does get open, he just has to get open right away, right off the line. If he doesn't get open right off the line, forget about it. So he has to win right away. And it just limits what he can do. I mean, he's got to win right away. And if he does, that ball's got to be on the money. Um, there, there was a lot of throws by Dak that, I mean, he had he had Dez open and he missed him. And uh, so when I, when I kind of went back and looked at a little bit of tape, and I only watched a few games. I watched three games um, of game tape uh, from different times of the year. And I kind of saw that. I kind of saw that. Yeah, they're absolutely right. When Dez wins, Dez wins early. You know, if he if he doesn't win early, he's not getting open. Um, so I, I kind of changed my tune a little bit because I thought that uh, that Dez was washed up, and this is a guy that uh, that you don't really want. And, and then after kind of watching that and you know listening to those guys, I realized that uh, that Dez maybe still has a little bit more to give. Um, but you know, the key's going to be a they got to get someone on the opposite side of Dez. I mean, you can't keep trotting out Terrence Williams out there and expecting that you know they're, they're going to respect anybody else yeah Jason Witten but I mean you know he's really getting up there in age they don't really have any receiving options I mean Cole Beasley and Ryan Switzer are the same guy they do the same things and I, I just you, you got to find something you got to find another answer there that defenses have to respect in the passing game I don't think they have it so um, moving forward I think I don't think the Cowboys can get rid of Dez I don't think they can afford to if they do, who do they get to, to replace him? Um, and then moving forward, who do they get to, to help out, you know, at the other position, the other wide receiver positions that they need to fill? So I think Dez comes back in Dallas. I'm pretty confident in saying that he'll be back there, um, even if he doesn't restructure his deal. But I think in the end, he probably will. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see moving forward on, on what that does uh, for Dez and his value. So, um that's kind of where I'm at with him. Um, I, I, you know, he's he's 29 years old, so let's not overvalue the guy. Um, you know, uh, he he may have a couple years left at at you know decent production, but again, you know, he's 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 an aging receiver too. So know what you're getting with Des. Um, I definitely wouldn't overpay for him, but if somebody is really really down on him after having the past couple years he's had. I think you could probably get him for a really good price. And, 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 I mean, the guy was wide receiver 24 this year. You wouldn't have even thought that he finished that good with, you know, the way that he's valued in a lot of dynasty leagues. So, um, yeah, I've changed my tune a little bit on Dez. Uh, I'd like to hear what you think, Travis. Man, that was, yeah, <laughs> that was a lot. <clears throat> I, uh, man, I think... Like I said, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to do with them, um, just based on on everything that I've looked at so far. I don't think you really have an option but to hold him and hope he's got some really good games next year. Uh, and he could even be, you know, he could even be a solid contributor for you. That's definitely within the realm of of plausible outcomes here. He could be a high end wide receiver too. I mean, I'm not even going to say it's impossible he's a wide receiver one next year. If they, if the Cowboys' offense gets back on track and he catches 12, 14 touchdowns, like this guy could, this guy could win some leagues. It's not, it's not impossible. Um, and right now, nobody wants him. No, like I've got him in a few leagues. Nobody wants Des Bryant. So, and it's not like he's 34 or 33, he's 29. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think you don't really have an option but to hold him. 
into next year. And uh, I think I agree. I think I think he'll be back. And everybody and their mother has him mocked. Has a receiver mocked to Dallas um, in in this coming up draft. So maybe that'll give a boost to that offense and and attract some defensive attention to the other side of the field a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's all I got to say. I think you got to hold him. I don't think you really have a choice. You're not going to get. I hate selling low. And this is really low. Like, mm-hmm. you are like, – yeah. Dez is really, really low right now. Um, so I don't I don't really think he's, – he's being drafted in the fifth round of startups. And that's – I mean, we've I've heard – that's ADP. Obviously, some of these drafts he's even later than that. So mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not being respected right now. And he had a down year, obviously. It wasn't as bad as I think a lot of people think it was. But – Anyways, you hold him. Hope he's got some good games. Uh, he can produce for you, and then maybe sell him midway through next year if you're not if you're you know not a contender at that point after you reassess your team halfway through next year. You know. Um, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on. I think you got the next one here, right? Yeah, yeah. Next uh, finish was Cooper Cup. He finished 25th. So um, he's he's 24 years old, a little over 24. Um, obviously, he finished, I think, a lot higher than most people expected. Um, Cooper Cup just he he he's built a, a really good relationship with Jared Goff. They have a, a nice repertoire together. You can kind of see that on the field. Um, you can see that when Goff needed a big play, that's who he went to. Um, he he kind of used Cooper Cup as a security blanket, and I see that moving forward. That relationship kind of being built. And them knowing, you know, kind of being on the same page more times than not. Um, I like Cooper Cup, and I've I've always uh, always kind of bought Cooper Cup. I was high on him coming into the coming into the year, you know, coming uh, coming out uh, of the from the draft last year, um, and so I, I've always kind of bought him. But I, I guess my thing is, I would I would probably proceed with caution. Um, I just think, I mean. He just finished his rookie year. He's 24. We just talked about Juju Smith-Schuster, who's 21. Um, so, you know, I he's he's like three and a half years older than Juju Smith-Schuster. So I, I think that, you know, not, not that age is the end-all be-all, but it, it is something to keep an eye on, you know. So, um, you know, when I look at Cooper Cup, I, I see that. And I, I, you know, I also see a guy who... I think he catches the ball really well. He's really good at route running, but at the same time, he has limitations. He's never going to be a top ten wide receiver. I don't see that. I think his ceiling is uh, is you know it's kind of maybe a little higher than where he's at now. Um, but his floor is pretty safe too, in my opinion. I really feel like he has a good role, um, and that role is pretty safe in that offense. So um, just know what you're getting with Cup. Know that you're probably getting a guy who I rank right around the same as Nelson Aguilar. Um, I think that they're kind of the same type of guy as far as floor and ceiling go. So I think um, I think that's where I'm at with Cup. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, I think I totally agree, and maybe even more so as far as I don't know that I'm all bought in on him. Um, I, I think his value is pretty high right now. Nobody, I mean, it's pretty rare as part from, you know, when we were spoiled with the 2014 rookie wide receiver class, it's pretty rare for a, a rookie receiver to come in and do what he did. Um, and so that means something. I don't want to take away from that, but he's not, he's not a number one receiver for an offense at all. 
and, and anybody who thinks he is, you sell him to that guy right away, like right now, because he's mm-hmm. not. And he could, I mean, he's going to be an NFL player. He's going to be a solid NFL receiver for years and years, I think. Um, but I just don't know that he's even going to be, I think I might even be a little bit more down on him than you are. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to buy him. If I've got him, I'm, I might, I might put him on the block and see what people, you know, find that Cooper Cup truther. And if you've got anybody that sees him as a top 16, top 20 even receiver, I think you get, I think you ship him off. I've got him at wide receiver 39. Um, so yeah, he's kind of one of those, I think he's going to be a wide receiver three <laughs> kind of forever kind of guys. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely not as well on him as you are. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm pretty bought in. My only thing is is that I see his limitations, and I would say that I'm not going to overbuy uh, in on Cooper Cup. I, I, I kind of I think that we agree as far as he has those limitations. He'll never be a receiver one. But I think for fantasy purposes, he could be a wide receiver two, in my opinion, um, for years and years as opposed to a wide receiver three. So I'm, I'm a little bit higher on him than you are. However, I definitely see his limitations. He's not uh, a wide receiver one, never will be, in my opinion, for an offense or for a fantasy team. So I sometimes I see his value inflated a little bit on Twitter and such. And uh, I would just say I'd probably proceed with caution as far as that goes. I don't think I'd go overboard with him. So just kind of keep in perspective what you're buying. You're buying a wide receiver who has has some limitations. And, you know, while he can be consistent, he can also, uh, you know, he's, he's also got, got a pretty low ceiling in my opinion. So just keep that in mind, uh, you know, yeah. with, with his value. Totally agree. Um, so we're going to finish out this episode with – Wide receiver 26. Um, give me like two sentences on this guy, James. Jermaine Curse. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really big on Jermaine Curse. I'm not buying him anywhere. I think I've got him like wide receiver 50, maybe even lower. So, yeah, not not huge on him. What do you totally think? Totally agree. If, I think he's still one of those end-of-the-roster guys. Even though he finished here this year, he is absolutely – I mean, I might cut him for my second-round rookie pick. I mean, he's that. He's still mm-hmm. valued that low, yeah. and I don't think that's just me. I don't think you're getting anything for him in trade. Um, if you are, by all means, go go do it. But yeah, totally, totally uh, one of those fluke seasons, in my opinion. I agree. All right. All right well, that does it for today. Um, please follow the the show on Twitter at SuperflexPod. You got you can find James at DFF underscore the Brain. I am at Travis NFL. You can find John Hogue at DFF Dynasty Dude. Uh, we are part of the Dynasty Football Factory and Dynasty Football Network. The Dynasty Football Factory, our main site, you can find them at, at DFF underscore Dynasty, our network, which is just chock full of awesome shows that you guys should definitely be listening to, is at DFF, DF underscore Network. They've got Fantasy Football Fellas, uh, Dynasty Warzone, IDP Edge Crushers, Devi Watch podcast for all you crazy Devi psychos out there. Capology 101 is invaluable this time of year. Honestly, these guys are crushing it on the Capology podcast, giving you all the details uh, for all the team salary cap and, and player contracts, and it's huge. Yeah. So, and then we've also got brand new Dynasty Trades Headquarters podcast. All trades, all the time. They're great over there as well. Um, and please 
for anybody who's still listening at the end of the show, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening. It really helps us out. Um, and it helps us it helps us not only climb up those charts and find more listeners, but it helps us we read those, you know, and we we talk about them and we react and and we want to know what you guys are thinking and and get better. We try we strive to get better every day. So please go leave those reviews. Um, and thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for their song The Addiction. That was our intro and outro music. And we will be back next show with uh, wide receiver, let's see, where are we at? Wide receiver 27, T.Y. Hilton. Until then. Yeah. <laughs> so until then, bye. Yeah.